Welcome to issue 77 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I am one of your hosts, Mike, and joining me tonight is Steve. Oh, Mike. Hey, Steve. How's it going? It's going going good here it's going good you good it's feeling a little empty yeah something's missing what's missing uh where where is our set reviewer where's daniel yeah we need daniel he's not on tonight he's uh sick he's sick so he's he's gonna take a break tonight sick it's vacation season so you know what just there you go and i i gotta tell you i had a bunch of work to do this afternoon i cracked open a nine percent beer got halfway through it said oh geez i gotta (laughs) gotta do a recording See, I just thought you were drunk every episode. Uh, <sighs> well, I don't. That's, all, that's the only way I can handle, you know, you guys. No, I'm kidding. Oh, oh, oh. Daniel, we miss you. There you go. Anyways. Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, been a heck of a busy summer, but we're still plowing through it. So speaking of, we got a lot of words on the show notes. What is going on today? Yeah, today we are going to talk about our very first villain set in the galaxy's most wanted box so we're gonna talk drang oh that's a good box i'm excited to talk drang yeah me too because I've, I've known about the badoon for a while i've read a lot of the comics but i i don't know drang well i'm not too surprised you don't know drang because can you guess how many issues how many comic issues he's actually appeared in i mean i was gonna say zero but given that you have lots of words uh i'm gonna say at least a couple Let's say let's say one because that seems to be the the thing with some of these bit villains. Well, it, there are three issues for him. Three. Wow. So this guy got true scenario status with three issues. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, issue number three is a flashback and is basically issue number one, just redrawn with the new artist. Yeah. <laughs> no new story, no new content, just looks nicer (laughs) so (laughs) why did i read that first one (laughs) yeah actually the third one expands a little bit but not on drang just on the other characters around drang right so this was uh was this redone like many years afterwards uh yeah so drang's first appearance is in 1969 in uh, guardians of the galaxy uh it's marvel superheroes presents guardians of the galaxy and the redo is 1990 Got it. Okay, so this is the OG Guardians of the Galaxy. OG, yeah, yeah. Not the Guardians, you know, it's not Old Man Willow. There's no garbage koala. You don't have some <laughs> green-headed saxophone playing brute. There's no child in a man's body, and we certainly don't have the daughter of a mad titan. No, no, no. These are oh. the real Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> which are Charlie 27, Major Vance Astro, Martin X, and Yandu. That Yandu, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, it, it is that Yandu. Although I don't think he was officially put into Star Lord's storyline until it was retconned after the movie. I think. Okay. So what it happens is this is going to be all Earth six nine one, not Earth six one six, which is like your prime Marvel universe. So this is slightly altered universe because we are starting off in the year three thousand seven. This is right after the Badoon have taken over the solar system. Oh my goodness. 
Okay, okay. They they actually revisit this a little bit in the Guardians of the Galaxy 2008 because Major Victory actually comes back and joins them for a bit. Okay. No, this is so cool. Okay, anyways, I want to hear your story. I'll stop interrupting. No, please. Okay. I mean, there's... We don't have Daniel to interrupt, so someone's got to Okay. Go. Well, no, no, cool. And I was thinking to myself, oh, yeah, it's been a while since I read it. It was the Badoon that took over everything. Like, there's this bit where in a far-flung storyline, they take over the universe. Ah. And I think it was the Badoon, and this, uh, this is a good parallel. In this one, the original, we're following these, gar- these original Guardians, Charlie 27, who, it turns out, is only fifth-generation Jovian, not 27th-generation Jovian. So I don't know why he's 27. Um, and Jovian is, he's from Jupiter. Okay. Oh. And because he's from Jupiter and Jupiter's massive gravity, he's like built like the thing. Yeah. So he's, he's a big tough guy. All right. Anyway, so he returns from a solo space mission and he finds his beloved Jupiter is finally under the firm rule of the benevolent Badoon Brotherhood. Oh, hail. Right. So like any good rebel, he refuses to accept working for the greater good, and he tries to ruin this perfect utopia that the Badoon have set up. Real heroic. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. He, yeah, he goes on some misadventures, and he ends up teaming up with the last, quote-unquote, free, you can read it as the last rebel, from Pluto, Martinex. Martinex is, he's a real rockhead. He's oh. made out of crystal, like all men from Pluto are now. They're just... Oh. They've evolved from Earthlings into pure crystalline forms. Okay, so this was before... When Pluto was still a planet. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Uh, I mean, it's 1969. So <laughs> these guys do some stuff, but we cut to Earth now and we encounter our, this is where we encounter our fearless supreme commander of the Eastern sector of the Badoon Empire, Drang. Ooh. Yes, yeah, I got a nice title. He's not compensating for anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't keep that title. They probably come up with something a little less human sounding. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. So he has led his forces and has taken control of our solar system and a few other systems nearby. And there's only a few of these free men that remain. And while we see Drang, we encounter Yandu and Astro. And so Astro is this stupid spaceman who, in 1988, climbs into an ill-advised rocket on some hokey cryo sleep chamber thing, and he's shot off into space for a thousand years. And he's going to land in uh, Alpha Centauri in a thousand years. But what happens is, like, 200 years after that, humanity uses some Harkovian physics and figures out how to replace the Einsteinian physics. And they gain faster than light speed, and they beat him there. So when he shows up a thousand years later, humans have already populated Centauri, and, you know, he's kind of a big old failure. Wow. Okay, I got to say, Harkovian physics is the best physics, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, it's uh, got faster than light speed, so. Yeah, of course. While Drang has Astro captured, he uses this mind probe device to read all of Astro's thoughts. He puts his helmet on him, and we get Astro's backstory, blah, blah, blah. Anyhow, um, what happens is Astro ends up tricking Drang by becoming a liar and a cheat, because Drang offers Astro a place at his side, right hand. He'll be the only uh, Earthling descendant who doesn't have to wear a slave collar who won't have to you know who can have his his free will and he can he can be a benevolent ruler right alongside drang but of course astro doesn't want that so he tricks it drang he says oh i'll kill yandu 
for you. Just give me Yandu's bow. Let me kill him with his own weapon. And of course, him and the Blue Menace, you know, they figure out how to escape, and and off they go. They they manage to escape, defeat Drang's uh, guard, and and run out of the city. Aww. But so eventually, those four rebels they end up meeting up. They team up, and they're gonna save the universe from the Vadoon and Drang, which you know doesn't really need saving, but that's their plan. Of course. Yeah. Of course, you know, we can't have them ruling the galaxy. No, you can't. So we're going to skip ahead seven years in the story, and like six or seven years of real time as well. And the thing, Sharon Carter and Captain America travel through time to the future to steal all the glory from the Guardians of the Galaxy who have been raising resistance against the neat and orderly Badoon Empire. Yeah. <laughs> so they're coming in after all the hard work's been done. Right, correct. And at one point, Captain America and them, they take note. They say they're in New York City in the future, and they say, wow, the streets are so perfectly clean. There's not even a garbage can to hide behind. It's like this beautiful utopia, and that's the world that Captain America and the Guardians want to bring down, this nice, peaceful, clean, and orderly society. Oh, that's not American. <laughs> no. Drang's not too happy about these guys. He has uh, the interlopers, Captain America thing, and Sharon Carter captured. But the thing uses deception again and some trickery, and he breaks free. And all these rebels from the past, they escape, and they join the resistance that the Guardians of the Galaxy have been uh, creating. Eventually, they all go to war with Drang's forces. And the, the writer of the comic puts it this way. He says, this is war, and people die in wars, both the bad guys and the good. And whoever dies more loses. So thank you, Captain America, for starting another war and killing all these people. Uh, in the end Drang loses the time trailers they they beat up Drang they're like yay you're all free and we're going home and they don't clean up a single corpse they just leave, leave the battlefield a mess and off they go we're going home again yeah yeah back to the don't clean up land of course right yeah that's pretty much Drang like I said that's two that's okay. two issues of Drang and the third one's just a repeat of the first one I want to go back to this writer thing but Whoever dies more loses. I mean, this is right in the Vietnam War era. This yeah, is um, this is interesting in retrospect. Yeah, while I was reading it, and it's like it's pieced over. It's got that narrative, you know, the narrator's voice over a few frames of Captain America and those guys beating up the the Badoon, but also the Badoon beating up the Resistance guys. And so you read, I was reading, it, I was like, oh, that's kind of poignant here. I, I, you know, I think it's worth commenting. So yeah, it's. It would have been interesting like to know exactly what things were like at the time that this came out. And I, I think that translation is lost on us. Yeah, because it would have been 1976-ish. Oh, it's 76 at this point? Oh, you're right, because it's six years real time. Okay. Six years, yeah. yeah. So it's pretty, it's pretty close to that. Um, so after public sentiment was starting to was hit changed, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, so Drang, right, he's just part of the Eastern Zone Council. He's part of the Brotherhood of Badoon, who the Brotherhood is concerned with the United Lands of Earth and all the territories around there. Um, he, that's, like I said, part of the Eastern Sector of the Badoon Empire. He's a supreme commander of this Eastern Sector from 3007 to 3014 when he is replaced. You know, he's defeated and eventually um, in his place is Kord, K-O-O-R-D, who only is supreme commander for a year before he's executed by Martinex a year Ooh. later. Yeah. Ooh. Executed is a very key word here. Not just deposed or whatever, but 
But Drang uses humans as slaves. He declares the centurions, or centauri- the centurions, who Yandu is part of, too inferior to survive. So they're trying to wipe out their whole planet. Um, and then in 3015, after Kord is executed, the sisterhood of the Budun shows up and removes all remaining males from Earth and all of its colonies, ending the influence of the Badoon there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so. yeah, that's funny. Uh, so this, that was actually really early that they established a sisterhood. I've only seen light references here and there, enough to know that they're practically different species. <laughs> yeah, there's a very strong split. And we'll talk more Badoon when we do the Badoon set, right? Yeah. Band of Badoon. Yeah. That's, that's Drang. So. Neato. Yeah. Now I had heard or I had read that uh, in the Guardians movie, the MCU movie, they were going to use the Badoon, uh, but because of licensing issues, they weren't able to. And I don't know what licensing issues oh. there's involved in. So they end up using those like Necrites for Ronin's troops instead of the Badoon. Um, okay. And, and there's reference to the Badoon coming out in a new, one of the new movies where they say something like, I don't know. There's a quote out there if you search for it. Like they're gonna, they're they've used the word Badoon in a preview or something like that coming up in a new MCU movie. So we might see them. I don't know. Because there's been a couple animated shows of Guardians, hasn't there? Yep. Yep. I wonder if that has something to do with the licensing. Yeah, it could be. And that's a slightly different universe too. That's not the one that's oh, like on right. Disney you're Plus. Right. Plus, it's not a six one six. Something it's like else. Seven one nine or something. I think nine zero two one zero. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. They're all like shopping all the time. And, um. <laughs> all right. So should we talk Drang? Yeah, cards? let's talk cards. And of course, you've been talking all this time. So you get the honors. I, oh, m- more me. More uh, you. Lucky listeners. Okay. So this set only has 13 cards in it. Uh, and a bunch of them are the core cards that we're going to talk about tonight. And then in part two, we'll talk about the rest of them. Drang one is a unique villain. He's got a one scheme, two attack, and the Badoon trait. And he has a forced response after Drang schemes, resolve the Badoon ship's charge-up ability. And Drang has 13 hit points per player. Okay, so we'll look at charge-up in a minute. All right, Drang 2 has 2 scheme, 3 attack, the Badoon trait. He has 14 hit points per player. And he has, when revealed, if Drang's spear is in play, give Drang 1 face-down boost card. Otherwise, search the encounter deck and discard pile for Drang's spear. Reveal it and shuffle the encounter deck. He also has the same force response after Drang schemes, resolve the Badoon ship's charge-up ability. Drang 3 is a 3 scheme, 3 attack, 18 hit points per player. Badoon traded, and a different when revealed effect. Discard the top 4 cards per player of the encounter deck. Each time a minion is discarded this way, put it into play, engage with the player who is engaged with the fewest minions. And then he has the same force response. He does not have the same force response. After, oh, I'm sorry. After, After Drang activates Resolve yeah. the Doom Ships. Right, he's doing it on a scheme and attack now. Yeah, it's quite quite a bit more powerful. So I haven't played this on Expert, because this is a fairly hard campaign as it is, and I haven't played Drang solo yet. You know, I haven't played him on Expert either, which is why I didn't realize that was different. So, Well, I'm looking at this, and I mean, he starts really brutal. Like, if you start on Drang 2, he's got his spear, which we'll talk about, but it gives it'll give him a four attack. So you're starting right. with four. And Drang 3, it has that usual ramp, right? right where the hit points kind of go up a little bit, and then they go up a lot on the third version. Mm-hmm. And that forced response, after he activates, resolve the charge-up ability. That's, uh, that's nice. 
Yeah, because as we'll see, that's a pretty good effect for Drang. And it combos well with his when reveal, because if you're dealing with all these minions, you're not dealing with Drang, and that charge up will go off. Let's talk about his when revealed. So yeah. let's let's say we're in a two-player game, you and I were playing, and so we're going to discard the top eight total cards, and we're going to do them one at a time, right? One, That's two, right. three. Okay, I got a minion on the third card, and it's going to go to me, and maybe maybe now I don't have the fewest anymore, and then four or five. Oh, another one's going to go to you. The minions are going to get kind of dealt evenly across the table to some degree. Yeah. I, I'm guessing if there's a tie... First player gets to decide. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're playing with the recommended setup, um, in those eight cards, you'll get roughly nine minions. Yeah, and they all have, like, the Badoon Engineer is going to trigger the charge-up ability. Yeah. Right? Oh, we're, we're going to talk about that later. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Some of them, okay. they have when engaged effects, and it's just, that's cool. Yeah. I got to play this guy next turn. Yeah, and if you want to play, yeah, if you really want to ramp up the difficulty, put in minions that have Quick Strike. So they all just come out and hit you really hard. <laughs> all right, I've talked a bunch. Tell me about Drang's Spear. Oh, Drang's Spear attached to Drang, of course. It's a weapon where it gives him plus one attack. Drang gains Stalwart, which means he cannot be stunned or confused. Hero action, you can spend two fists and one mental resource to discard this card. And it has three boost icons. First thing I will say about this, it is a hero action that requires three resources. That alone is pretty darn big. Stalwart's a thing, hey? Yeah. Yep. Four attack. Yeah. If you're playing a deck that cares about stun and confused, you got to get rid of the spear. If you're not playing a deck that cares about stun and confused, it's just plus one attack. But, I mean, that puts them at a three, a four, or four. Those are, those are pretty hard numbers. So Yeah. And... Just rules clarification here. If he is stunned and he gets the spear, he's no longer stunned. Right. And he races it. Yep. Completely. So, you know, small attack, but pretty darn potent. And I do like that when you get rid of it, it's three boost icons in the deck. Yeah. And there's nothing saying it can't come back, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, you might get it on Drang 1 and then you, you, know, you remove it and then you flip him to 2 and off and it comes right back. Or it gets a boost card if it's sitting on him already. So it never really whiffs. Yes. Um, yeah. They, and the older sets, they used to whiff like that. Right. So let's talk about the art real quick. The Drang's art is... Now, these aren't comic book pieces, but that picture is very much done in honor of the comic art. Like, that's him sitting on the throne. It looks really close. The spear one, though, they just made up, like, somebody just... Did that i he never i never saw him pick up a spear flail it around or anything like that so do you even recall him having a spear no okay well the badoon have spears so i assume that's why they gave him a spear. It makes sense yeah now the badoon and it's hard to tell from this art so if you don't know who he is they are a reptilian race so those are like green scales and stuff uh on him they're they're like lizard people sort of i didn't know for sure until you showed me that picture and he had clearly had a snake tongue yes yep Let's talk the ship. The Badoon ship is in an environment. It's an aerial vehicle. Of course it is. It has a charge-up ability. And of course you saw that coming. Special. Place one barrage counter here. Then, if there are four or more barrage counters here, deal two indirect damage to each player and remove all barrage counters from here. Okay. So, just parsing the wording through all of this. 
unlike other effects, when this triggers, you remove all of them. And I right. mean, unlike Zola's building up his counters, where you only remove three to give him, put a mutate out, this removes all of them. However, the wording's different, because I think every effect that adds barrage counters does so via this special ability. Nothing ever says add a barrage counter. They always say activate the special ability on the Badoon ship. Right. Just like Drang's ability, it says resolve the Badoon ship's charge-up ability. Yeah. So you're going to do the whole thing, so at any point in the villain phase, if you end up with four or more, boom. Yeah. The Brotherhood of Badoon ship is charging its cannons for a devastating attack against the heroes on the ground below. Or in Milano. <laughs> Two indirect damage to each player. Yeah, that's not nothing. Not insignificant. Yeah, not insignificant. And I will remind you, this has the ship command set in it, which also has that other environment card, that rogue, that rogue vessel. vessel. Yeah, that also deals indirect damage. So this can combo pretty badly if it gets out of hand. And this doesn't go away. Yeah, it's just a feature of the set. There's no way to clear it, no way to get rid of it. It makes it harder to stay in Alter Ego, because in all forms in Alter Ego, he's still charging up, so you're giving him time to ready their cannons while you're off drinking soup with Aunt May or whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then they're going to hit you for damage in Alter Ego form too, right? So. Yeah. Of course, that's not that bad. I mean, he only charges it after he schemes or activates three right right sure yeah you're right and we won't find out any differently in the future no let, let's read the next card all right terrestrial invasion this is one a so we're putting in drang we're putting in the brotherhood of badoon ship command standard encounter sets so those are the required ones and then we get to choose one and they suggest the band of badoon setup we're going to put the badoon ship and the milano both out into play so the ships are starting out there now we're going to flip it over to 1B. Drang's overwhelming forces have mounted a surprise attack against Earth. This is an 8-threat threshold per player. With the forced response, after resolving step 1 of the villain phase, resolve the Badoon ship's charge-up ability. Oh. There we go. There it is. Okay, first player action. Exhaust the Milano and remove 3-threat from the scheme. It starts with 2 per player, and it goes up by 2 per player. Wow. So if you're on Drang 3, this is going off every second turn at a minimum. Right. You can put one out from this, one out from Drang. Maybe some other card might do it every other turn, every couple turns. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. So plus two per player, hey? Every turn. Yeah, and you can miss that. Uh, I played a, We played a game early on with a set, and you know, you're just sort of used to one per player. And I was like, oh, oh it's two per player. So, yep. And it, it starts at two per player, so you only have room of six to go, you know. Three rounds. You have three rounds. Yeah. Okay. Now, of course, if you have the Milano, you can exhaust it to remove three threat from the scheme because you're flying around and you're blasting off the other ships that are coming in. I like the theme there. But as we talked about in Ship Command, you might not have the Milano available. So. Yeah. And then even if you do, you got to weigh it against, hey, that, that resource it gives you, which is nice design. It's really nice design. Yeah, a lot of choices, which is fun. Yeah. All right, so what happens after the terrestrial invasion? Oh, after that, you get to protect the planet because you're no longer in space, of course, right? Although yeah. you still keep the Milano. I guess you're flying. You're hovering over the Earth. They've invaded. The Badoon have punctured through Earth's defenses and beat them back before it's too late. 2A says, when revealed, resolve the Badoon ship's charge-up ability for free. That's right. Mm -hmm. Flip it over. Protect the planet 2B. This also has... 
eight threat per player as a threshold. Forced response after resolving step one of the villain phase. Resolve the Bidoon ship's charge up ability. Yep, that's the same. First player action, exhaust the Milano. Choose to either remove three threat from this scheme or deal three damage to a minion. Neat. Mm-hmm. If the stage is completed, the players lose the game. It starts with four threat per player and still goes up by two per player. So it's halfway there when you flip it. <laughs> so right out of the gate, they're saying, you know what? You might want to thwart. You might want to bring some thwarting power. Yeah, you might You might want to. <laughs> Hint of things to come. So I like that you get to use the Milano. You could still blow up the ships that are down in the atmosphere, or you could fire on the gro- enemy Badoon ground troops that are down there and do three damage to a minion. So, yeah. Oh, it's neat. It's neat theme. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever done the damage part. Have you? No. And, well, I try to... I try to keep this one from flipping. Right. Because yeah. if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, you get rewarded for that. Yes. If you're playing campaign mode, you want to be still on one instead of two. And you, you'll get a bonus right. point. Yeah. And honestly, I think I would have missed that line anyway. Yeah, because you kind of just think it's the same. Yeah. But I could see that being useful, especially in solo. And, you know, you got to you got to put thwarting cards and attack cards in your deck. And you may not have the attack cards when you need it. That could be useful. The Milano is basically covering your bases. Yeah, it could be nice if you had a guard minion out and, and a big big attack in hand and you don't want to waste it on the guard. You could pop the guard and then, you know, that sort of thing. All right, well, that's our base string, our, our four cards for him. Good start. Uh, really yeah. good start. Yeah. And we'll come back next week and we'll talk about all the rest of the cards and hopefully Daniel will be feeling better. will join us. Awesome. Yeah, too bad those heroes destroyed our time-traveling technology or we'd be able to bring Daniel back now from the future. Oh, yeah. Heroes gotta be heroes. Alright, let me let me tell the listeners where to find us. Hey, how many charge counters does it take you to charge up your ship's Super Scion abilities? You can email us to tell us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook. And you can find us on YouTube by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Wandering Tuke, and Big Foam Loafs around here somewhere. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Drang, take us out. Surrender to the might of the Badoon. I am so damn happy that like those heroes that you started talking about like oh yeah because they totally bring them back yeah that uh, like the charlie 27 is this big wide guy with this weird like he almost yes. looks like pile driver head right like the dude pile driver yeah and uh martin x is just this crystal dude and astro wears some like copper suit and if you puncture it he'll aid instant a thousand years for some reason um because that's how what? long he was in space <laughs> I, oh my god because <laughs> he traveled through space for a thousand years and he was in some weird cryo sleep thing oh it's messed up oh so love it you know what they call their ship to the guardians of the galaxy this group what they named their spaceship i don't know they call it the captain america because oh. he's their inspiration for everything oh that is so lame it's <laughs> so lame <laughs>